TII, item 487, October 24th, 2019, iOS 13.2, betas 1, 2, 3, and 4. In this episode, we talk about iOS 13 and 13.2 betas, the iPhone 11's OLED screens, Apple Watches Saving Lives, a Kickstarter project, plus lots of listener feedback, all covered in depth, starting after the intro. Welcome to Today in iPhone. I like it a lot. Today in iPhone. Hey, Gollum! Oh, yeah. My beautiful iPhone, which I never have out of my hand and that I do everything with and has become an extension of whom I am. Today's episode is brought to you by Eero. Go to Eero.com slash TII and enter promo code TII at checkout to get free overnight shipping with your order. This episode is brought to you by Casper. Go to casper.com slash TII and use promo code TII to save $100 on select mattresses. Terms and conditions apply. Welcome to the show. I'm your host, Rob, and you are listening to the Today in iOS podcast. First up, I want to thank Jeff for sending in the music you hear in the background. Jeff wrote, Hi, Rob. I made this song called 21 Guns with my iPhone 4S using GarageBand app. For free downloads and more music, follow me at JeffJ6 on Twitter, GuardsJeffJ. Thanks, Jeff, for the music. And folks, I will put the full song at the end of the episode. Also want to thank Carl for sending in the artwork for today's show. Carl wrote the following. Hey, Rob, I shot this picture of my MacBook Air with my iPod 6. I know, iPod. And edited it with the Apple Photos app and with Google Snapseed. Keep up the great work. Regards, Carl. Well, thank you, Carl, for sending this in. And folks, you can see this artwork in the free TI app via the bonus button for episode 487 or at Instagram.com slash Today in iOS and also at Facebook.com slash Today in iOS. If you have some music and or artwork that you have created for your iOS device that you would like to share with the audience, please email to me at todayinios at gmail.com. And please make sure to include which app or apps you use to create said artwork and or music. And to start off today's episode, we're going to go right into some listener voicemail. Here we go. Hi, Rob. This is Phil from Norwich in UK. Thanks for your podcasts. I really enjoy them. And I understand you don't do them so frequently these days. And that's absolutely fine. But for those of us that always wait until you tell us to update our iOS, I wonder if you could do a a three-minute or four-minute one when there's a period like this and we're waiting to know whether to update or not. Thanks, Rob. Bye. Phil, thanks for the voicemail message. And we have this email message here on a similar vein. Hi, Rob. You send push notifications for new episodes also when pre-orders are due to open, but I have one suggestion. When Goldmasters updates come out, push notify to be on the lookout for the update. And if you believe that we should hold off uh, on the install or wait for it. Release the hounds! And also along those lines, I think 13.1 is released. I've been holding off to install 13 on my phone, iPhone 10 until the point one came out, but so this is so fast, I'm wondering if I should wait for 13.1.1. Cry havoc and let loose the dogs of war. Thanks, David S. Release the hounds! Okay, so here is why I haven't yet played that sound. Well, I didn't put out a special episode to play that sound. And the issue is iOS 13.1.3, which is a current iOS version, publicly available one, has been shown to cause damage to some iPhone 11s. So if you have an iPhone 11, do not update to iOS 13.1.3. 
hold back. But you were already at iOS 13. So there wasn't really much to hold you back from releasing the hounds other than to say the latest version, iOS 11, uh, iOS 13.1.3, if you have an iPhone 11, do not update. Anyone else can release the hounds. It has something to do with the ultra wideband chip on there. Some people say that uh, they've been given replacement devices. Others say that by going back, reverting back to an older version of iOS, the problem was went away. Others said that going to the beta of 13.2, we'll talk about that shortly, that that does not cause the issue with the ultra wideband. But very simply put, if you have an iPhone 11, that's the iPhone 11, the 11 Pro, 11 Pro Max, any of the iPhone 11s, do not update to iOS 13.1.3. Everyone else, for any other iPhones or iPads, go ahead, release the hounds. And here is some feedback from some of those that have released the hounds. All right, I upgraded the iPhone 10 to iOS 13.1.1. Once I noticed it was available, I was unwilling to upgrade per your constant reminders about going to 13.0, waiting for 13.01 to be released prior to the upgrade. Maybe I missed it or maybe they skipped it and went right to the 13.1. Again, this being uh, the first single dot upgrade, I was hesitant to upgrade. However, once 13.1.1 came available, I said to myself, heck, self, just release the hounds even before you hear it from Rob. Mistake? I don't know. So far, so good. So I'm going to stop here right here. I'm going to just email. I'm going to come back to it. But I want to say this. We've had many updates quite quickly here since it released barely a month ago. We've had iOS 13.1. We've had iOS 13.1.1.1.2, 1.3. So we've had four updates since iOS 13 came out. And iOS 13 was just a mess. And we knew it was going to be a mess. I warned you it was going to be a mess. For all of those that stayed away from it, good for you. All right, now back to his email. I'm not crazy about uh, the change of option design at the bottom of the email extra couple of steps to move the email to the desired folder. An email seems to be sluggish on the download. There will be the red icon with a quantity of new emails, and when I open the app, it may take a couple of seconds to up to 30 plus before loading the new message. I also can't get a choice uh, to quick delete by swiping left or right. The option doesn't exist for me in the settings, and note it actually is there. Um, and by the way, Mail's working really well for me. Oh, by the way, I'm off the email. Now I'm back to the email. Uh, the changes in the messages, iMessages app, also take some getting used to. In 12.0, I could easily eliminate group text uh, name choices. Now with 13.0, uh, 13.x, uh, the new method of drop-down choices of contacts is not bad, but will take some getting used to. I also find with the upgrade to Apple Watch uh, OS 6, that I receive the iMessage or text to the watch first, and then my phone will alert 15 to 30 seconds later. Also with the 5.0 and 12, uh, when I wore my watch and I received a text, they would show up simultaneously, and my watch would remain silent. Now I have to place my phone in silent mode to prevent it from alerting. So far, I am liking dark mode. I read that uh, with OLED display, it may use less power than traditional light mode, and they say that it's easier on the eyes. I think that I agree with that assessment. I haven't spent much time trailing the swipe option of keyboarding, but I do like the quick link to emojis to the left of the spacebar. If it was ever there before, I never noticed. So far, 
uh, not even been an entire 24 hours yet. This is all that I've paid any close attention to. If I may ask a personal question regarding your traveling for work, I wonder, maybe others do too, do you travel solely for Libsyn or also for your own TI podcast? And what exactly do you speak about at your engagements? Thank you in advance for answering that. And if you choose not to, uh, my apologies if I find these questions inappropriate. Um, thank you for your podcast. Value the opinions of both you and your listeners. Very knowledgeable bunch. A lot of you. Regards, Dave in Springfield. Well, Dave, uh, short answer. I travel for work for Libsyn. It's all about Libsyn. And I speak about podcasting. I've been podcasting for 15 years now. And Libsyn's been around 15, but I, I started working for Libsyn about 12 and a half years ago. Right after I started, actually, Today and iPhone uh, back in the day. I started April of 2007, Today and iPhone. I started Libsyn August of 2007. But podcasting, as you may know, has picked up quite a bit. And I am asked to come and speak and present at lots of conferences. Matter of fact, I was just asked to keynote a conference in India, but I'm going to turn that one down. Sorry, guys. Um, but uh, yes, podcasting is what people ask me to come and speak about. Hey, and one more email from Dave. Why not? Hi, Rob. Me again. One more thing. I just discovered in the past when I sent a message with the screen effect, the effect would play or preview for me when I sent it. It did not this time since installing iOS 13, but my message page states that it was sent with the effect. I hope the receiver was able to see the confetti. Regards, Dave. And Dave, I can tell you on my iOS devices, uh, various versions of iOS 13, that that is working for me. So it is still working in iOS 13. It sounds like it might be an issue on your side. Uh, as always, I would recommend that you force quit all open apps, do a reset network settings, then relaunch it and see if it works for you after you relaunch. I calling to ask if you knew about upgrading uh, iOS 13 on my phone. So I wanted to use the calculator, the native calculator. It's not in there, but I see where you can download it and utilities. I find it by looking on my Apple Watch in the app store on the watch. I go to download it. It says I need to use my phone. So I open up the watch application on my phone, and it says it won't let me go to the app store. It's just the front screen saying to download it on my watch. So it's kind of a catch-22. I didn't know if anybody else was having that problem or if there's a workaround so I can load a native calculator app onto my phone, or excuse me, my watch. Thank you. And this is Rich going from Fairbanks. As I said earlier, yes, go ahead and release the hounds. Uh, he had mentioned there was a little bit there where the voice dropped out that he had an iPhone 8. So go ahead and update to iOS 13.1.3. And then once you do that, then update your iPhone to the latest version. Then you should be able to download it. Now, the calculator app I use, I use CalConvert is the app, I believe is the name of the, the app. Yeah, CalConvert, one word, C-A-L-C-O-N-V-E-R-T. That's what I use for my calculator on my Apple Watch. That said... Um, it's really tough to use the buttons on the Apple Watch for a calculator. So if anyone has a really good calculator watch app that they've found that's easy to hit the buttons, maybe you know it does a really good job letting you know if your finger's on that and if you um, move it around, get it to a different number. Because that's the problem with me. My fingers are so big that when I go to tap it, I, I oftentimes hit the wrong number. So if anyone has a really good calculator watch app that they want to recommend, Give us a call, 206-666-6364. That's 206-MOON-DOG, or shoot an email to todayinios at gmail.com. iOS 13 had a few betas released. In this case, it's iOS 13.2. Had a few betas released since the last episode. Betas 1, 2, 3, and 4. With the release of beta 1 of iOS 13.2, Apple added Announce Messages with Siri. I actually found this one 
by it happening. If you have the latest AirPods and have them in your ear and a text comes in, Siri will read the text. It works really nice. There was also an image found in beta 1 of uh, 13.2 that showed what appears to be the new AirPod Pros that have been rumored. These would have noise cancellation, and some say it would be metal and not white plastic. Speaking of AirPods, in Control Center, the volume control shows the image of AirPods when they are connected and you are changing their volume. And now there is a new option to transfer to HomePod under General, then AirPlay, and Handoff. When playing media, i.e. a podcast, bring your iPhone close to the top of the HomePod to transfer what's playing, in theory, because I have not been able to get this feature to work yet with any media, but in theory, it sounds good. This, I am sure, has to do with Apple not yet releasing HomePod OS 13. It is still back on 12.4, which is the current version. Version 13 was originally supposed to release with iOS 13, but seems to have been pushed out to later in the fall, quote unquote. In HomeKit, there is now an option to group or ungroup accessories. You can show them as a single tile grouped or as multiple tiles ungrouped. With iOS 13 single tile, that is the default. So iOS 13 single tiles default. Prior to iOS 13, multiple tiles was the default. One of the big additions with iOS 13.2 Beta 2 was the ability to delete your Siri dictation history and more importantly to opt out of sharing audio recordings. Technically, it should be opt-in, but it is a step in the right direction. This comes from the PR pasting that Apple received, and rightly so, for hiring third-party contractors to listen to and review a small percentage of Siri recordings to check Siri's responses to see how accurately she heard the request with the goal of improving Siri. Yeah, um, even with the recordings being anonymized, that really was and is something people should be required to opt into. But again, opting out is at least available in iOS 13.2. Go to Settings, Privacy, then scroll down to the bottom and tap on Analytics Improvements, then look for Improve Siri and Dictation and turn that sucker off um, if it's on. I should say for me, it was already turned off um, when you're updating to 13.2. Uh, along the line, you're asked if you want to opt out of those things, and I chose to do so. And there is also the option under Siri and Search called Siri and Dictation. So you go to the uh, general app, the settings app, and go to Siri and Search. Um, look for Siri and Dictation history where you can now, quote, delete Siri and Dictation history, unquote. Which Apple says, quote, delete Siri and Dictation interactions currently associated with this iPhone from Apple servers, unquote. Think, oh yeah, yeah, there it is. Click it, boom, 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 or tap it, I should say. Yeah, delete, delete, and delete. Um, also new in 13.2 Beta 2 was when you 3D touch on an app, the pop-up gives you a new option, wording-wise, called Edit Home Screen. It used to be Rearrange Apps. And you can also delete apps right from there as well. So you don't have to then go to Rearrange and then click the little X. You can now just delete that individual app. There was also an animation found that shows how to change the noise cancellation options on the new AirPods that might be announced in about two weeks. 
For the iPhone 11s, there is a new feature that lets you change the resolution and frames per second settings of video directly in the camera app. Sadly, this is just for iPhone 11 models and not anything older. Also included with iOS 13.2 beta 2, or betas for that matter, is Deep Fusion for iPhone 11s. This is the new photo processing technology that improves image quality, but again, only for iPhone 11s. Beta 3 and Beta 4 were released on the 16th and 23rd of October, respectively, and both appear to be more about bug fixes and optimization, optimization I can speak today, and optimizations than any new features, which is good because there were bugs that needed fixing and optimizing that came in Betas 1 and 2. Beta 3 also greatly improved battery life versus the uh, first two Betas, Beta 4, I've been using for a little over a day now, and all looks good with it as well. There were also iPad OS betas and watch OS betas and Apple TV betas, but, but from what I can see and read, iPad OS betas offered up eh, the same features basically that I just mentioned, and watch OS betas were about improving battery life, and who knows about the Apple TV ones. But the good news is we're getting along the lines. We've got four betas in on 13.2 probably one or two more and it will go gold master there are rumors there may even be an announcement for an apple event uh, around i guess the airpods the new professional airpods maybe something else who knows but in about two weeks we probably should know more about if there really are third generation ipad or excuse me airpod pros coming out Today's advertiser is a longtime sponsor, Eero. When I think back to my pre-Eero days, it was days of fast internet and slow and spotty Wi-Fi. The Apple TV in our bedroom was choppy at best, but after I installed my Eero mesh network, my house now has the fastest Wi-Fi to go along with super fast internet. And best part, it is fast everywhere in the house. Our Apple TV in the bedroom works great. There is never buffering or stuttering of videos. And as I mentioned before, our house is the place where kids in the neighborhood hang and play Fortnite and Minecraft together. A good friend of mine came to the house last week to pick up their kid who was, yep, hanging out playing Fortnite. And the father complained about how slow his Wi-Fi was and how spotty. And I told him about Eero. My wife, always wanted to help, said, let me show you. So she goes into the kitchen and pulls the Eero beacon out of the wall outlet and brings it in. And I was like, no, now I need to reset it up. But she just plugged it back into the wall outlet in the kitchen and it came right back into the mesh network. No issues, nothing I needed to do. I checked the Eero app and the base station and all three beacons in the house working great. So yes, fast and reliable and resilient. And there's an all new Eero starting at just 99 and it really makes a great gift for a relative or for your new Apple device to take advantage of your iPhone 11's faster Wi-Fi. And it just takes minutes to set up your Eero. It plugs right into your router and you manage it from a dead simple app. That the app lets you pause the Wi-Fi for dinner and get alerts if you have any device attempts uh, to, to join your network. Eero is the best, best, best Wi-Fi I've ever tested. It solved the issues at my house of slow and spotty Wi-Fi. At my parents' house, it gives their whole house coverage and fixed the issue where they were trying to live stream um, from the ring doorbell that wouldn't work. You can get your Wi-Fi issues fixed as soon as tomorrow 
Go to eero.com slash TII and enter promo code TII at checkout to get free overnight shipping with your order. That's eero.com slash TII and enter promo code TII at checkout to get your Eero delivered with free overnight shipping. You must use that URL to receive this offer. Again, eero.com slash TII, promo code TII. Thanks, Eero, for supporting the show. iFixit has always got their hands on a brand new iPhone and ripped it apart. Actually, they got their hands on all three new iPhones and ripped them apart. But let's just go with the iPhone 11 Pro Max and see what is different. And the first place to look is at the battery. Last year's iPhone XS Max has a 3,179 milliamp hour battery, and this year's that has been bumped up, oh, just a little bit, to a 3,969 milliamp battery. That is roughly a 25% increase in battery size or storage versus last year's model, hence the much better battery life this year. That battery is also 13 grams heavier than last year's max battery. So yeah, those claims of better CPU performance and, and all those other things being the key reason for extended battery life on the iPhone 11 Pro Max, um, yeah, Apple really just old-schooled it, folks. They just threw a 25% bigger battery in there. And guess what? Battery life increased. Who would have thunk? Fly away, little invite to next Apple event. Fly away, little invite. RAM-wise, the 11 Pro Max has 4 gigabytes of RAM. iFixit gave it a repairability score of 6 out of 10, saying the display and battery repairs are simplified versus past units, meaning the two most likely reasons you would want to repair are easier than in the past. So, you know, broken screen, bad battery, those are easier to repair now with the iPhone 11 Pro Max versus past year devices. They did not like the overuse of glue for waterproofing, making it harder to open, and simple water damage repairs are making them less likely. They don't like glue at iFixit. And they did not like the glass on the front and back as it doubles the chance for drop damage. And as in the past, if it is the back glass that breaks, oh yeah, just buy a case because repairing the back glass means taking it completely apart, as in taking out everything, all the components. And it is just not a DIY repair unless you have lots and lots of time and patience. Overall, nothing really exciting or shocking or even mildly unexpected with this update. Apple just was basically able to figure out how to add a 25% larger battery, which is no small task given the, the size increase was very minimal uh, as far as thickness goes. And, and, you know, but that's really the secret on how they increased battery life on the device so much from last year. The old school did. I sure do hope the iPhone 11 S Pro Max or whatever the 2020 Max version is called keeps the bigger battery. That's the next one I plan to upgrade to. Apple has been known to go down in battery size with bigger updates. Each year when there's a new update, new iPhones, I like to look at the different review of those new iPhones and then cut right to the chase and see what is the last thing each reviewer said. That's usually the most important thing. That's what you really get out of it. So here we go. From Neil A. Patel at The Verge, quote, the cameras on the iPhone 11 and 11 Pro are so improved that I think they're worth the year-over-year -year upgrade from last year's model for the first time in a long time. And in the improved battery life, an iPhone 11 Pro stands out as a major step forward from the iPhone XS and one of the best flagship phones of the year. 
but I would also wait a couple of weeks for Apple to ship some bug fixes to iOS 13 before hitting that buy button, unquote. From Scott Stein at CNET says, quote, this year's iPhone 11 models are boring upgrades, but they are good ones, and all three are worthy of being called pro, unquote. From Chris Velasco at Engadget, quote, make no mistake, the iPhone Pros are better all around compared to the XS series and are among the most powerful smartphones money can buy right now. But if you don't need the best of the best or still aren't thrilled about the idea of dropping $1,000 plus on an iPhone, even if it'll last you for years, the iPhone 11 is probably the smarter choice, unquote. From Stuart Miles and Brittany O'Boyle at Pocketlint, reviewing specifically the iPhone 11, quote, the iPhone 11 Pro models have some excellent features and they are fantastic devices if you can afford them, but the iPhone 11 is the iPhone for the masses that delivers on all fronts and for a great price compared to the Pro models and other flagship devices out there, unquote. From Matthew Panzarino over at TechCrunch, he wrote, quote, for people who want to address edge cases, the best video and photo options, a better dark mode experience, a brighter screen, the iPhone 11 Pro is there. For everyone else, there's still fiscal 2020's best-selling iPhone. Sick, the iPhone 11, unquote. From Lauren Good at Wired, reviewing the iPhone 11, quote, whether to buy the iPhone 11 really comes down to three things. How much camera you want, what software ecosystem you want to live in, and whether you're comfortable with the chasm that exists between Apple's marketing of its phones and what they are, unquote. Ooh, someone just got on the naughty list. And from John Paksikowski, I never can say John's name, over at BuzzFeed, looking at the iPhone 11 Pro, quote, for the iPhone XS owners like myself, this is a tough question. I would certainly like an iPhone 11 Pro, but upgrade for the ultra-wide camera and a handful of incremental improvement feels frivolous. Where I own an, were to I to own an iPhone 10, the upgrade would be a no-brainer. Unquote. Uh, he's on the kind of middle list. And from Gareth Beavis at Tech Radar, reviewing the iPhone 11 Pro Max. Quote, buy it if you want the very best iPhone out there. Buy it if you enjoy watching movies on the go. Buy it if you need power fused with good battery life. Don't buy it if you're watching in your pennies. Don't buy it if you don't want the most advanced features. Don't buy it if you don't really need the pro version, unquote. So what do you take away from all of those ending reviews? Not a lot. Really, it was all over the place. Some people saying it was worth an incremental upgrade. Some people saying it was boring. Some saying, why do you even want to be in the ecosystem? So overall, if you have an iPhone XS Max, do you really need to upgrade to an iPhone 11 Pro Max? No. If you have an iPhone 10, sure. If you have anything older than that, absolutely. Per choosing between the iPhone 11 and the 11 Pro and Pro Max, that comes down to the screen and the money and the cameras. So, you know, depending on what's most important to you, that's going to be the one you're going to go with. But if you're trying to buy this and, again, pinch pennies, save some money, not be frivolous, then, you know, the Pro is really, really expensive. And the iPhone 11 is a really good buy and you get a really powerful processor Overall, the iPhone 11 is a really nice device and a good buy. And as the one reviewer said, that will be the fiscal year 2020 
winner. That will be the device that sells more than any other phone, smartphone in the world. Not even, no one else will be, the only one to be close will be the iPhone 11 Pro and Pro Max. Those will be the only ones close to the iPhone 11 at the end of the year for number of units sold. I'm going to go into some email bag feedback here on what other folks have to say about their iPhone 11 experience. Hi, Rob. This is a short story of my experience with the new iPhone 11. Yesterday, I received my new iPhone, the iPhone 11. It was a gift from my wife. I told her there was really no reason for me to upgrade, so I would stick with my 7 Plus. She took pity and gave me a new one. She will take the 7 Plus. Still a great phone and pass her 6S to our daughter. I must say, I thought missing the home button was a thing. However, I got used to the new swipe gestures within a couple of minutes. I like the 3D touch on my 7 Plus, but I don't really miss it on the new phone. The new phone options are very cool, too. Did I mention it came with iOS 13? The new iOS version has been working flawlessly for me so far. Not a big fan of the dark mode, though. In short, the new iPhone is great, and even a model like 7 Plus that is four generations old is still very good. I guess that is why Apple phones are still the best uh, regards, Harold. Thanks, Harold, for that feedback. And then back into the email bag. Hi, Rob. Previously, I wrote to say that I pre-ordered a 256-gigabyte iPhone 11 in product red. I wanted to send a quick update uh, to follow up on how everything went. I am very happy with my new iPhone. I had the 10s before, and my new 11 is faster, takes better photos, and it's my favorite color, red. I can't tell the difference in the display quality, and I can count on one hand how many times I used the telephoto lens on my 10s. And I used the $300 I saved by not getting a Pro to splurge on a stainless steel Apple Watch Series 5 instead of getting the typical aluminum. I'm quite content with my new devices. Regards, John D. and Utah. John, thank you for that feedback and good use of that money. And speaking of the value of your Apple Watch, Spokane Man was riding his mountain bike, went a little bit too fast, lost control, crashed, and hit his head so hard it knocked him out. He also messed up his ribs and shoulder, had a cut of his left eye that was gushing blood. His memory of the event went back slightly before the crash, and it comes back in the ambulance on the way to the hospital. The ambulance was called by his Apple Watch. When it realized there was some sort of event and the biological overlord it serves was not responding, it did what it was supposed to do after realizing the biologic entity it served had not moved for over one minute. His Apple Watch messaged 911, and within a minute, the ambulance was on the scene. So there is your feel-good story for the day. Well done, Apple. Well done. Into the email bag we go. Hi, Rob. I can recall you taking to task a listener, probably hundreds of podcasts back, for making the assertion that dark backgrounds save energy. In the last few days, with the advent of dark mode in iOS 13, I am seeing and hearing this. Did things change with OLED? With the laws of physics? The magic of Apple? See the New York Times article here. Regards, Bill. Well, hello, Bill. Back in the day when I said black backgrounds do not save energy, all iOS devices were LCD. None were OLED. With OLED, it does save energy when it is darker, as fewer pixels are fired up on the device. With the LCDs, there is a backlight, and the screen is basically blocking the light from getting out. Going darker just means you block less light getting out, but not less pixels that were fired up. OLED is different. 
there is no backlight and each pixel as needed is fired up. That means less pixels being fired up in dark mode, less energy being used. So if the battery life is important to you, or you just want some relief for your eyes, switch over to dark mode once you update to iOS 13. If you have an OLED iPhone. If you have an iPhone with LCD display, dark mode will have no impact on the battery life, just on your eyes. Here are all the iPhones that are OLED. The iPhone 10, the 10s, the 10s Max, the 11 Pro, and the 11 Pro Max. That's it. All others are LCD. And dark mode just as a visual thing, not an energy-saving thing for those other iPhones. Hey, Rob Gunner from Chicago talking on my new CarPlay. I love the update to CarPlay. It's great. But my uh, phone keeps disconnecting from CarPlay every time I touch it. It doesn't disconnect from the charger. It's still charging. It's not disconnecting altogether, but it'll stop whatever I'm doing, uh, music, podcast, Apple Maps, whatever. That will just disconnect and my radio will come back on. Is there a security setting on there that's allowing it to, when it detects it's being held, to cut off? Because that's kind of annoying. But I love it. So uh, thanks, Rob, for everything you do. Gunnar, thank you for the feedback. And I have not seen this issue with my iPhone on AirPlay or CarPlay on my car. So if anyone else has seen this issue with CarPlay, and found a solution for it, give us a call, 206-666-6364. It's 206-MOONDOG, or shoot an email to todayinios at gmail.com, and please help Gunner out. Back from the email bag. Hi, Rob. Like you, I was lamenting the removal of the larger number of volume settings you reported on that was removed from the recent betas. I just found out that by using Control Center, you get much more granular control than by using the physical buttons. Try it. It works. I'd rather have the control with the buttons but I'll take it for now. Thanks for a great show. Regards, Stu S. Stu, thank you for that tip. Folks, to do this, what Stu is saying, go to Control Center and then long tap on the volume control. You will get the volume control to open up fully on the screen. And then you can use your finger on the screen to micro adjust the volume control level to 1 200th, 1 300th, lots of increments. <laughs> um, it is pretty, pretty small, uh, the amount that you can move it. But this is only and only worth your finger. So on the screen. So you have to use your finger on the screen. If you use the physical volume buttons, it's still back to the 1 16th increments per tap. But again, with your finger, you can move it 1 300th or even more or less, however you want to look at it. Back to the email bag. Hey, Rob, I've listened to your newest podcast a few times, and you mentioned that the phone is going to be available in midnight green. You are correct with the Eagles colors, but I do have a couple of questions about it. Did Apple actually get with Philly to use that color? Thought they had a copyright on it. Is it truly the exact same or just a name? Even though I just bought my XS Max 512 gig five months ago and usually keep them for two to four years, you mean I'm going to have to support my team for getting uh, Jackson back uh, these answers and more on the next uh, TI episode? Same time, same TII podcast is owed regards j hig p.s been rewatching 66 Bat, uh, batman original shows recently and then pss also forgot to say how extremely happy i'll be to get rid of 3d touch this is my first phone with it and i almost want to toss it away 60 to 70 percent of the time until i realize i bought it outright 
and there's a way to disable that feature. If there's a way to disable that feature, I'd love to know. Thanks again. Sure to miss the old days of old when you would have enough hours in the day to cover everything. And I guess PSSS. About two months after getting my 10s Max, I purchased a cellular version of the iPad Pro 3rd Gen with more than enough one terabyte storage. As that was harmful to any wallet, I waited a couple of weeks before I got a second generation pencil and a $140 either box case uh, that was ordered with it. I got a new job a year ago and it's been nice, but I'm curious because I really want a full suite, um, suit up life proof case for it. Like I have my iPhone, I could search online and run the risk of finding a very well-placed ad. Um, or I could ask you to put it out to a blast to the most trusted iOS community out there. So I guess folks, he's asking what's a good case for the iPad pro third gen, uh, a tough case, one that can handle drops and whatnot. So if anyone has any good recommendations for an iPad pro third gen case, give us a call 206-666-6364. That's 206-MOON-DOG or shoot an email to today in iOS at gmail.com. And Jay, back to your question. No, the Eagles do not have a copyright on the midnight green color. And yes, it is the same midnight green as the Eagles use. The Eagles are using a standard color so it's hard for them to get a copyright on that color now where they can get you is if you are printing t-shirts that look like eagles t-shirts and somehow have something that says eagles or philadelphia on it and you use the midnight green so you can't print a t-shirt and sell a midnight green t-shirt with the word philadelphia on it or philly that will get you in trouble but overall apple has no issues releasing an iphone um, with midnight green because Philly does not, does not own that color. It's not a color they created just for their team, at least based on the limited research I did. And one more email here from Jay. Hello, Rob. It's me again with a problem concerning the Apple II Pencil. I just dropped mine underneath a porch that's treacherous at best as I'm going to have to, a choice to make. It would be greatly beneficial to either locate via Find My or Ping the Pencil. Perhaps it isn't worth putting in a speaker into it to place a sound, but what about a small LED light to flash? If there's apps out there that would help you locate your paired Apple Pencil, then I'd appreciate any advice. At this point, I'm just willing to cash in a birthday coupon for 20% off from my carrier and just buy uh, a new one. Best wishes, Jay. Well, Jay, sorry to hear about that drop of your apple pencil under the deck i would say if you can get under there get under there and get it asap if you haven't already her find my uh working with apple pencil um it really would be nice if there was some sort of light on it or um something that give you a little even a vibration or something a little ping i actually would have liked a small speaker or um, to make a tone with mems technology they could easily add that in you don't need a speaker like traditional, just a MEMS uh, speaker would have worked fine. Hopefully in the Apple Pencil Gen 3 or the Apple 3, Pencil 3, whatever they're going to call it, uh, that will have uh, some way of notifying it so that you can find it. Because in our house, it's not so much dropping it under a deck, it's dropping it in a couch or somewhere and trying to find it um, before the dog does. I want to once again thank Casper for supporting our show and for the Casper Wave Mattress for supporting my back every night. With our last mattress, if you sat up in bed for an hour, my back would start hurting, when I, especially when I tried to get out of bed. And I 
put emphasis on tried. But with the Wave mattress, that is no longer the case, and it helps my back out even more when sleeping. And this might have something to do with the Wave having a patent-pending premium support system to mirror the natural shape of your body. We have the original Casper in my oldest son's room, which my son loves, and Casper also has the Essential and the Hybrid for four different types of mattresses available. They offer sizes from Twin to California King with a great price, and with Casper, you can be sure of your purchase with Casper's 100-night risk-free sleep on a trial. You don't like it, you get your money back, and they come and pick it up and donate it to charity. If you go to casper.com TII and use promo code TII, you will save $100 on select mattresses. Terms and conditions apply. All mattresses are designed and developed and assembled in the U.S., and they are able to offer affordable prices because Casper cuts out the middleman and sells directly to you with delivery right now for the U.S. and Canada, and it's free delivery. When said mattress is delivered, it comes in a squarish box that you think, no way is there a mattress in there. And you cut open the package, and the mattress opens up and expands the form. It is really amazing. Just Google Casper Mattress Unboxing. Again, to save $100 towards select mattresses, go to casper.com TII and use promo code TII, all lowercase on the promo code. Again, casper.com TII, promo code TII, to save $100 on select mattresses. Thanks, Casper, for the great mattress and for supporting this show. And back to the email bag we go. Hi, Rob. There are those fold-up portable key Bluetooth keyboards that have a trackpad on them. They would work with the iPad OS and mouse feature, right? Question mark. Have any favorites? Regards, Paul C. Well, folks, I haven't tried any of these. And if you have the latest iPad Pro and have a fold-up Bluetooth keyboard that you like and have used and works well with your iPad Pro and the new uh, mouse feature, let us know. Give us a call, 206-666-6364. That's 206-MOON-DOG. Or shoot an email to todayinios at gmail.com. Hey, Rob. It's Matt from Wisconsin with two issues, one on behalf of a friend. She says that her daughter turned something on on her her iPhone, and she has some sight, and she says the brightness is at 0%, which is where she had it, but she can still see the screen and the brightness, according to her. Has anyone encountered this with iOS 13 or anywhere for that matter? Secondly... I had a really weird issue come up ever since iOS 13 came out. What happened was I went to sign into the Apple Store and download a game. And when I went to put my password in, only half of my keyboard showed up on the top half of the screen. And what I ended up having to do is power cycle my phone and then sign in again, search the app store for the game I wanted, and it worked fine. So if anyone has that issue where their keyboard is only partially up there, if they have sight or if they can only click on certain letters, tell them to power cycle their phones and then try again. Alrighty, everyone take care and um, love the show. As always, great work. Hi, Matt. Thanks for the feedback. If anyone can help Matt's friend, if they have any ideas on that, uh, what issue they were seeing, give us a call, 206-666-6364. That's 206-MOON-DOG. And then, Matt, for your second item, that's the old go into settings and then go to network, uh, set, reset network settings. And when you do a reset network settings, that power cycles your phone. So a lot of times, either that or the network things are hanging up. So that's why I always recommend reset network settings and that will reboot your phone and clear out some other items. In the oh category comes this bit of Android news. The Google Pixel 4 
Well, the face unlock works if your eyes are shut. So now your kids can just hold your phone up to your face when you are sleeping on the couch on a Sunday afternoon and unlock your phone and then send crazy emails to all your important clients. Or more seriously, someone can hold it up to your face and unlock it and get access to sensitive and private info all while you are sleeping. Google did confirm this is the case and then said, quote, Pixel 4 face unlock meets the security requirements as a strong biometric, unquote. And yet Google proves once again, it does not know the definition of the word security. Okay, I like to talk about Kickstarter projects and almost all of them are iOS or Apple centric in some way. Actually, in the past, all of them were. And I talk past tense because this time it's not. But I think some of you will really like this one or at least want to check it out, the link. It's called PhonoCut Home Vinyl Recorder. And if that sounds like a device that you would use to cut your own vinyl records at home, yep, that is exactly what it is. It is not cheap, well, compared to other projects we mentioned, and that this one is around $1,600 US dollars, a little over. The project goes until Thursday, November 14th at 6.20 p.m. Central Time. Search for PhonoCut, P-H-O-N-O-C-U-T, one word, over at kickstarter.com or in the show notes for episode 487 at todayinios.com. So close to getting this one. Oh, so close. Hi, Rob. It's Joe in Cebu, calling. I just heard the message from Kevin Barry in Angeles, and uh, I wanted to reply. And, uh, Kevin, I've been here 13 years, and my iPhone's an 8 Plus. It's going on two years old. I've been using my other, I had a 3GS, I had a 3G. Never had a problem in the Philippines. It works in Japan, no problem. The problem with my phone is it just stopped working. Who knows why? It had been working for a year and a half, and, and it just stopped working. Then, miraculously, it started working again. And yes, I did try Smart. I have tried Globe. I've tried both networks, and they both work, and, they both don't, and neither of them worked at times. It's just crazy. So here's the crazy thing there. With my luck, I wound up getting a 6 Plus, 6S Plus, because I needed a phone when the 8 Plus wasn't working, and that had Wi-Fi problems, so I got it replaced. That took three weeks from Singapore. Unbelievable. Anyways, I appreciate your, your feedback and trying to help me out, but, yeah, I've been here a long time, and um, it's defective, that's for sure, and I'm going to try to trade it in to Apple, because I, I don't want to sell it to somebody, and that wouldn't be right, just, you know, sell it to somebody and not have it work for them. So, Rob, I did send a picture of uh, the phone where it said uh, the Globe or Smart, and then it said no service. And then the, the, the latest thing is now my Apple Watch Series 2, force touch is gone, and the battery drain is so bad it won't even get 10 hours. And I know it's connected to the force touch not working anymore. So I'm in the market for a Series 5, but they won't be here until December. Okay, thanks for listening, and, uh, you know, as always, cheers, man. Joe, thanks for the feedback, and into the email bag we go. Hi, Rob. I'm a voiceover user with an iPhone 6S Plus. In the past, I've had iOS devices become useless after updating when due to voiceover becoming just too sluggish to work. I'm hoping for feedback from 6S or SE owners who use voiceover and have updated to iOS 13 if their phones remain responsive. I'm aware that the accessibility bugs are there, but this is a, a different issue. My question is whether or not my iPhone will still be viable with voiceover 
if I update to iOS 13. Thank you so much, Greg in Pennsylvania. So I'm going to send that one out there, voiceover users. If you've updated to iOS 13 and you have an iPhone 6S or SE, let us know your feedback. 206-666-6364 Moondog. Or send email to todayinios at gmail.com. And, I, and this would also count if you have an iPhone 6 uh, S Plus as well, because they're going to be the same processor. Back to the email bag. Hi, Rob. Are the Kirkland Signature 9.0 hearing aid Bluetooth problems with the iPhone 11 being fixed in iOS 13.2? Or will the iPhone need to be modified or replaced in order to stream music and phone calls to the hearing aids? The streaming with a Bluetooth connection worked great with my iPhone 6 Plus and doesn't work at all with my iPhone 11 Pro Max. It doesn't hold the Bluetooth connection on the new phone. Regards, Barry R. Barry, sorry to hear the issues. If anyone out there has the Kirkland Signature 9 hearing aids and has been able to get them to work with any of the iPhone 11s, please let us know what you had to do to get them to work. Or if you know any other solutions that might work, please give us your suggestions. Give us a call. Shoot us an email. Hi, Rob. What should I buy? A locked or an unlocked iPhone 11? I can see one advantage for getting a SIM that is that I can exchange SIMs with my wife's phone and mine. Also, I don't know if the phone delivery time on the unlocked phone is the same as the locked phone. Thanks, and keep up the good work, Jim. Hi, Jim. Thanks for the question. My reaction and answer to this is going to be probably the same every time. It's get the unlocked phone if you can. Yeah, there's a disadvantage. It doesn't come with a SIM card, but it doesn't matter. You can get SIM cards from carriers as you need them. Again, get the iPhone unlocked if you can, unless you really be holding to a specific carrier. I mean, even I go through T-Mobile, I still prefer to get the unlocked phone rather than the T-Mobile phone. Hi, Rod. It's Kim from Peachtree City, Georgia now. I moved from Salem, Oregon. Uh, I just wanted to say I listened to your podcast that you just posted, and uh, the Apple event, can they please stop with the videos? They are everywhere, and they don't have any, they just have music, and there's hardly any videos with actual talking, and it's just, ugh, I hate the videos. Anyway, I did like the one where, the one about the watch, where the different people were talking about um, how they use the Apple Watch and everything, and I really liked the <laughs> the video that talked about uh, this watch tells time and other things, but it essentially tells time. That was hilarious. <laughs> but, I mean, other than that, the video was okay. I agree, like I said. But um, I'm going to get the iPhone 11. And about the uh, song at the beginning, <laughs> Porter's intro song, <laughs> either that's a confession or he just made up that song. He just, uh, that was a good title for the song. But if it's a confession, I'm sorry that he lost his iPhone and I hope that uh, he'll be able to get a new one. But if not, great song. <laughs> anyway, love your show. Looking forward to September 20th when the uh, iPhones and the new version of iOS launch Hi, Kim. He actually did lose his iPhone, but we were able to find it. He was out riding his little mini bike and it fell out of his pocket. And he had no idea where it was that he, he had fell out of his pocket. I used Find My uh, app and we were able to locate it. Him and his brother went out and they just kept pinging until they got close and then they heard it and then they found it. So no damage because it's in a, a really thick case. 
which is needed for him. But yes, he did lose it, and we did find it, and all is good now. Came from Peachtree City again. Turns out I'm not going to get the iPhone 11 because I don't need it. Something was like stuck in the top speaker of my iPhone, which was wreaking havoc with everything. Music and dictation and just voiceover in general, everything. So that's the only reason I was thinking about getting a new phone. But we can wait till the epic upgrade next year. Woohoo! Good luck upgrading to iOS 13. I think in this instance, I'm going to go by when you say release the hound, I'm going to upgrade because I know it's going to be like mega traffic jam on the uh, internet, internet airways. So, um, for the 20th. So I'll just wait till you say it's okay. Talk to you later. Bye. Hi, Rob. from Morgan. I swear this is the last time I'm calling you, at least for now. Um, I realized last night that I forgot to say why my uh, I'm sticking with my 10R and not getting the 11. Let's just say I went to the beach a couple weeks ago, and I think something got in my iPhone, like a grain of sand or something, and it totally messed up the speaker on top. And so it was, yeah, I couldn't, I could barely, I couldn't really hear anything out of it. So let's just say my dad kind of, how do I put this delicately? He sucked out whatever was in there and then uh, did some air blasts with like an air blaster thing and that totally fixed the problem so I can dictate now and my sound is back on the top speaker so I'm happy and so I'll just wait till next year when the uh, 5G model gets announced and then things to watch I've got the three now so I'm gonna wait till like I don't know glucose monitoring gets introduced or something like that because <laughs> uh, always on screen whatever big deal I'm totally blind so I don't care I can see my side if people would want it, because they can just look down at their wrist and see the time. I'll talk to you later. Bye. Kim, thanks for the feedback. Back into the email bag we go. Hi, Rob. Last evening, I went to download the Indiegogo app to my iPhone 10, and the iOS app store told me the app was no longer available. Whenever I would go to a website that had a link to download the Indiegogo, Indiegogo app, it would send me to the message and then bring me straight to the Kickstarter app. Do you have any thoughts? Regards, Matthew H. Well, Matthew, seeing apps get it booted out of the iOS app store, that's not unusual, especially uh, with Apple's very stringent rules that are somewhat enforced. Uh, one of those rules is you can't link to a page where people can sign up to buy something. Right? So if you have the app in there, they can't link right out to buy something, and which with Indiegogo, the whole idea is funding. So Apple would want to cut if you have a direct link. So maybe they are called out on that. Or why it would go to Kickstarter, I have no idea. Um, but for the Indiegogo app, my guess is they were somehow linking back to pages where people could donate money, or uh, donate money, but fund a project. And Apple wasn't getting their cut, so they cut them out of the store. Well, at least that's my theory on what happened. Back into the email bag. Hi Rob, I have a question regarding Bluetooth connectivity with my car. I bought a new Opal Insignia. Right from the start, I had a problem. I could scroll through my contacts, make outgoing calls, etc. from the car's Bluetooth system, but when I received an incoming call from anyone on my iPhone 10 contact list, all that showed up on the car display was their number, no name. I unpaired and repaired my phone. I reset network settings. I tried all the usual things, but no good. Opal were running out of ideas too until one of them suggested that I delete and re-enter one of my contacts to see what would happen. It worked. I have no idea why, but it worked. I have since deleted a lot of my contacts, re-entered them, 
in the same way I always entered them, but for some reason it made the difference. I am sending this to you for two reasons. Firstly, to let you alert other listeners who might be having the same issue. And secondly, to ask if you or anyone else might know what's causing this. As always, love the show. Quit your job and give us more episodes. Regards, Brian Mitchell, Galloway, Ireland. Brian, thank you for the email. And per your question, if anyone out there can help Brian, anyone knows why this is happening, give us a call, 206-666-6364. That's 206-MoonDog. Per your other comment, I'm planning on a special episode before the end of the month to go over Apple Arcade. So the next episode, probably around the 30th of the month, will feature Apple Arcade. This episode will have reviews of many of the different games, the Apple Arcade games. I'm going to bring my son Porter in to help on this. So, folks, if you want to contribute your feedback on your favorite Apple Arcade games, please give us a call. That's 206-666-6364. That's 206-MoonDog. Or shoot us an email with a recording to todayinios at gmail.com. And we'll use your reviews in that episode. So again, the next episode should be out around the 30th of this month, October. So next week is going to be all about Apple Arcade. Well, a lot about Apple Arcade, well, other things. But there's going to be a lot of Apple Arcade reviews in there. And we'll talk a little bit more about the different games and which ones are good. And again, if you can contribute before next week, we'd appreciate you guys and girls sending in any feedback on your favorite or not so favorite Apple Arcade games. How do I get to Modor? Head south along the river Anduin, turn left at Mount Mindaluin, and continue along Minas Morgul. If you pass the Mountains of Shadow, you've gone too far. How do I get to Mordor? If you want to get rid of a ring, try asking me to find a pawn shop. Thanks again to Casper for their support of TII. And if you go to casper.com TII and use promo code TII, all lowercase, you will save $100 off a select mattress shipped right to your door. Again, go to casper.com slash TII and use promo code TII. Terms and conditions apply. And before we go today, I want to remind you to send in your feedback to the show, 206-666-6364. That's 206-MoonDog. Record your feedback and email to the show at todayinios at gmail.com. Feedback can be a question or comment for something someone said on this episode. It can be a question or rant you have about something else. An app, a product review, good or bad, as long as it's iOS related, it is welcomed. I'm always looking for new artwork that to uh, feature that you have created on an iOS device. Just put some TII branding on it and send it in. And of course, we are always looking for more music created on iOS dice to play on the show. It's your show and your feedback is greatly desired. Also, don't forget to check out our moderated MeWe community by going to todayinios.com slash community. When you go there, you need to request to be added. I have two questions. First one seems... To quickly weed out the Android fanboys, I ask, which is the better OS, iOS or Android? And the idiot Android fanboys cannot bring themselves to say iOS. They say either both or Android, and instantly they are rejected. So yeah, it is nice, safe Android fanboy-free zone. You can ask questions or post articles about pretty much anything Apple-related. Today's show was again brought to you by Eero, which is by far the fastest and best Wi-Fi I've ever tested. Go to Eero.com slash TII and enter promo code TII at checkout to get free overnight shipping with your order. Finally, check out the TI app, which is free to you. Search for TII in the iTunes app store. I guess the iOS app store. It is the best way to consume the show and get push notifications each time a new uh, episode of TII is released. 
It is fully voiceover friendly, of course. Please go right now and download the TI app or get the update. Until the next time, I'm your host, Rob, reminding you to follow different. This show is hosted on Lipson.com and part of the Lipson Media Network. If you are looking for podcast hosting, go to Lipson.com. That's L-I-B-S-Y-N.com for hosting for your podcast and creation of your own smartphone app. The Today in iOS podcast can be found everywhere you listen to podcasts. That includes Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Pandora, Overcast, Stitcher, and everywhere else you listen to audio.